Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. We are talking Step 7, Surrender, and tonight we are bringing it all together. And with us to do that, we have one of our favorite guest coaches, Trish March. How are you doing tonight, Trish? I'm doing great. I'm so honored to be here, and I'm so honored that I'm one of your favorite guest coaches. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. That makes me feel great. Well, we appreciate how much you how much time you give to us and to the show and to our listeners. Trish comes on um, every month with us, and so we really appreciate that. Yes, well, I love being here. I love talking about all these concepts and you know learning more every time I talk to you guys. It's great. It's great. Well, great. We appreciate it. You are awesome, <laughs> both awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, Terry is a little late getting on the call with us tonight. We will, once she arrives, if she does, we will see what's going on with her. But until then, how about, um, Trish, since this is your first time on this month officially, because you did come on once and just say hi, right? Um, I did. Oh, (laughs) there she is. There she is. Well, hello, Terry. Mm-mm. Howdy. I just got <laughs> home. Sorry. <laughs> well, we, are, we love having you. Mm-mm. Thanks. Hi, Chris. All right. Hi, Terry. <laughs> so um, we're going to have Trish kind of talk about what is surrender to you and how do you use it in your own practice or with your clients? And then we'll get going. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> All right. So, well, so surrender for me, this is a concept that was really hard for me. <laughs> because I always felt that when you surrendered, you were actually giving up. You were giving up what you wanted, who you were, you know, and you were giving that up and being vulnerable, which was something that was very, very challenging to me. And it was, it's interesting that it was just so... I was so resistant to it that I actually um, never even considered surrendering until I actually um, was diagnosed with melanoma in 2015 and actually had to be vulnerable. I had to surrender. I had to give up um, my control and ask for help and to look for support and, um, you know, be willing to, you know, surrender to my process and just surrender to what was happening and really, excuse me, you know, allow myself to be open and uh, vulnerable and willing. I mean, I guess willing is really a key word for me because I wasn't willing to surrender. And once I realized that regardless of whether I was willing to or not, I was going to have to. Um, And it was kind of that acceptance that allowed me to just be vulnerable. So for me, this was a, this was something that was foreign to me. I was very resistant to it. But once I learned to do it, or once I was forced to do it, I guess, um, 
it became a really key concept to me. And I use it a lot with my clients, you know, with willingness and asking them to be willing to surrender to their process, to, you know, what's happening in their life. Um, you know, I my father is, you know, he just had um, a stroke on the 11th. And uh, one thing that we talked about a lot today was, you know, the differences that he's feeling in his body. And I said, you know, you know, are you willing to surrender if that is your new normal? And, you know, instead of resisting it and, and letting it make you feel like a victim, are you willing to embrace it and figure out what that's going to be like and understand it and to work with it and to really be open to what this new experience would be like? And I'm like, and I don't, I'm not asking you to not fight for your recovery, I'm just asking you to have compassion for yourself and your body and the changes that you're going through and to really be willing to say, okay, you know, this has happened and, you know, I'm going to work towards my recovery, but I'm also going to realize that there will be some changes or there may be some changes and, you know, let's figure out how to work with that so that I can be my most happiest or I can be the happiest. So, um, it seems like it's coming up quite wow. a bit for me. <laughs> so yeah, it's been powerful. Well, awesome. And I, I thought it was interesting that this was our concept tonight or our, our words that we we're going to talk about. And I was like, wow, surrender. I'm like, that's really coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I find that that happens. Like the month that we're working on a step that tends to come up a lot for me as well. And I. I think it's because it's more in my consciousness because, you know, I'm working on it, you know, each week we're talking about it. And so it's there more, but sometimes it just happens that way. You know, the, the magic of uh, fearless living, it's just, (laughs) it just shows up. Yep. Mm. Just shows up with imperfection. I think that's great. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about um, surrendering to the process this month. What do you feel is a tool that supports you in that um, in that process of surrendering to the process or surrendering to what is? Or um, so one of the things I I am always thinking of is what are the possibilities? Like that's a big concept for me. Is you know what what are the opportunities? Like, what could my life look like if I was willing to surrender to this, um, you know, and accept it into my being in whatever capacity it, it, it needs to be or, or that it will be? So I think that, um, you know, looking for opportunities or, or outcomes. Oops. And then um, also another thing is, you know, willingness is really important. So also, you know, looking at it on a scale, like really asking myself or asking my clients or like asking my dad on a scale of one to 10, you know, what's your willingness level to surrender to this? Um, You know, and with one being the least willing and, and 10 being the most, like what's your willingness? And then what would make you more willing or what would, what would help you be more willing to surrender to this? You know, what's holding you back? Mm -hmm. Um, I know that, you know, and I'm sorry to keep bringing this up, but, you know, something that had come up um, was during her physical therapy, 
you know, he felt um, vulnerable and embarrassed. And so that was really, that that embarrassment was preventing him from really being open and being willing to, um, you know, surrender to the process and to surrender to, you know, having to do the physical therapy and just acknowledging the, you know, the fact that his, you know, balance and stability wasn't perfect, right? But he was he was resistant to it because he was so embarrassed. Um, he didn't want people to see him like that and or judge him. So, mm. you know, I think the willingness is important. And, you know, so I asked him, like, you know, what is holding you back? And it was that embarrassment. So, you know, maybe sometimes just looking at it from a different perspective, like what would what would help you surrender? What would enable you to surrender? Um, just asking yourself some of those questions. Awesome. What kind of tools do you guys use? Well, we've been talking about um, intention a lot this month and how intention supports us in surrendering to the process or to what's going on. But I love that you brought up possibilities because that is actually what um, the next step is. And I think Mm. that that just shows the the amazingness of these steps and um, the order in which they come in. a willingness we've already talked about, right? That's step number two. And so it plays, I think, into all of the the steps. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I think that surrender leads to possibilities, that when we surrender our need to, you know, our need for control, our need to be right, or our need for it to look the way that we want it to look, right, that that opens yep. us up to possibilities, that opens us up to opportunities that we may not have considered or we may not have even thought of, um, right? Um, yep. You know, may not have even thought were possible. And because we surrender our need to control what's going on, that leads us to, you know, possibilities that could be even bigger or greater or more exciting than we than we even considered. Um, we, we talked about that as well, you know, um, surrendering our process or our life um, um, to our greater power, which, you know, for Terry and I, we talked about, you know, our greater power is our Heavenly Father and how yep. we've kind of given our life over to him and um, tried to follow and make the choices that we've, we felt that he has wanted us to make has made our life, you know, way more um, exciting and um, grand than um, we ever thought possible. You know, when I was a, a a younger girl, I never, I never really saw um, myself getting married and having a family of my own. I thought, well, you know, I'll probably. I'll probably be single and maybe I'll adopt some kids and I'll have this, you know, nine to five kind of, um, you know, desk kind of job. And that is so far from what my life is, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, now, you know, I, I love the work that Terry and I do. Um, I love being a part of fearless living and, and having this, um, amazing opportunity to go out and support people in, you know, in this work um, of finding the life that they um, that they love and um, yeah. 
and then you know I've I've been married almost 17 years now, and I have six wow, kids, congratulations. which is just so crazy, right? <laughs> it's so far yeah, from what it's amazing from from you know the the little life that I imagined for myself. It's so much bigger, so much so much greater, um, and I'm so grateful um, that it is. And that all came from surrender. Right. Yeah, I think there's uh, another thing that I. Go ahead, Terry. Well, I was just going to say last week we talked about humility and and how humility humility plays a part in surrendering and how that's a word that's often misunderstood. But humility is really just you know stepping away from the specific outcome and and surrendering to the journey. And being teachable, and then that's kind of like being aware of possibilities. But another tool that I find really helpful with the surrendering is the four A's uh, for me because from I have difficulty acknowledging my feelings. Sometimes I get stuck in my head, and so the four A's four A's are acknowledging your feelings and then allowing yourself. Uh, the time to process those feelings and let them go through you and just really feel them and then asking what you're committed to and then acting on those commitments. And that helps me in, in surrendering as well because surrendering to my feelings, it makes me very vulnerable and allows me then to open up and see the see possibilities and not be tied to a specific outcome, I think. When we tie ourselves to a specific outcome, which is like an expectation, yeah. um, then we, then we have uh, we're disappointed or we're sad or we beat ourselves up or we we make things up, and it's very to me it's a self defeating behavior to be tied to a specific outcome. And Absolutely. Yeah, allowing that to uh, not run my life, but allowing myself to ask what I'm committed to and allow my feelings to help me process that and then act on those commitments keeps me on my journey that is open to all those possibilities where I'm willing to surrender and I'm willing to feel vulnerable, vulnerable, even though the feeling might be embarrassment or the feeling might be fear. I allow myself to feel those feelings and process them and then ask myself, well, you know, what am I committed to? Well, you know, what's my right. commitment? And it's growth, you know, and it's growth and it's it's service and it and then just to move forward on those commitments in spite of, of those feelings if they're if they're those self defeating behaviors or feelings and just moving moving forward and that to me is surrendering, you know, just not letting those feelings dictate my uh, attachment to a specific outcome. Yeah, I think that's great information. I, I I don't know whether I've looked at it like that before or in the past, but I think that's amazing um, to realize that, you know, just by acknowledging your feelings, it's opening up to a whole new process. That's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that, cause that's, been, that's been probably one of my greatest awarenesses is a willingness to feel my feelings because yep. I've just I've always avoided that and stayed in my head and and that worked for me you know for a long time I mean it worked for me to not live my true nature but 
yeah. tools for me to, to get through life, you know, but I established all of these self-defeating behaviors. And even though, you know, now I understand that and I'm willing to to accept my feelings and move forward with with that process and feel those feelings, even when they're negative feelings, feel them and then let them go through you and then move on with whatever it is you're committed to. And that seems to help me to to make forward forward movement just about as more as powerfully as anything that I do. Yep. That's great. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm right there with you. I completely was not willing to touch even even dabble in my feelings. I didn't want to have anything to yeah. do with them. Like I knew they were there and sometimes they would explode and overwhelm me, but in most cases I was all about my head and I wasn't really in my mental body and you know, that's where I was happy and that's where I was successful and that's where things were in control. But you know, when fear really built up in my life and my body was more in that out of fight and flight and frozen state, I was in a frozen state, I couldn't bypass that anymore. Like I, I couldn't yeah. move through it on the mental level anymore. So I couldn't I couldn't bury things. <laughs> so that's when things yeah. really started to explode for me and you know, I'm so grateful for fearless living because it really taught me how to embrace my feelings, how to acknowledge them and how to work with them. Um, you know, I didn't grow up in a family where you, you did that. Um, one of the famous phrases in my family is you get mad, you get glad. Well, you know, there's gotta be a process that helps you do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're just pushing those feelings down and, you know, what happens yeah. with them? You know, they either yeah. explode or they show up in disease or something, something happens. They just don't go away. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's great. So that is yeah. great. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm kind of opposite of you guys. I live in my feelings way too much. Um, but I think that, I think that, not necessarily balance, but that's the only word I can think of, of finding that, um, finding that place where your, your, your head and your heart are aligned. I guess alignment is a better word. Um, where your head and your heart are more aligned with what's going on so that you have that logic that kind of, you know, calms you down, um, when you're in your emotions and, you know, gives you those questions to ask yourself. Um, and then when you're in your head, you know, your heart, getting more aligned with your heart and what your heart is telling you um, and how you're, you know, are are those those thoughts, you know, aligning with, with what your heart really is saying and what your heart really wants. Um, and I just think that... Um, Allowing that, allowing that process is definitely going to um, allow you to be more willing, right, to step out of your comfort zone and maybe take some risks and surrender to the process a little bit more. I think when we try to cut those things off, that's when anger and resentment um, are probably like the main feelings that we're trying to avoid, but we're causing them so much more because we're cutting we're cutting our emotions off or we're cutting our uh, parts of ourselves off and so so it's it's like we're um you know i don't know what the the bright words are ah but um it's like we're by 
we're trying to avoid the the anger and resentment, but but by doing that, we're causing more anger and resentment. So right, this, right, it's that vicious cycle, the the wheel of fear, right? We just keep spinning um, in that cycle. And when we allow ourselves to have our feelings and we ask ourselves those questions and we act on our commitment, right, not not necessarily act on those feelings, but we act on what we're committed to, right? I missed one of the four A's. But, um, but yeah, I think that that's a great tool and – you know, it really allows us to um, to be human and yep. allows us to have emotions. You know, Rhonda talks about how emotions aren't good or bad. They're just emotions. And it's when we attach good and bad or we attach um, a judgment on those emotions is when they get trapped in us and when they start to cause havoc. And if we just allow those emotions to go through us, um, they actually can pass through quite quickly. But it's when we attach something to them that they cause problems. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, one thing that I, um, I think that I, well, and I I know I've talked about this before with you guys, is that another tool that I would consider using is the stretch, risk, or die. Um, mm-hmm. Just to, you know, base, and, and I would probably use it around limitless possibilities. I know that's kind of going into the next step, but, um, you know, just looking, well, and I guess it's really around, um, you know, my intentions or my goals and, you know, what am I willing to surrender to and, and what could be risks for me and trying to use the tool in that way, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is the standard way really when I, <laughs> when you think about it, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, being, what am I willing to surrender to, you know, what am I willing to give up in order to, you know, or not give up, but to release, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the expectations, you know, you guys talked about intention, but, you know, is there, a different way to look at that with stretch, risk, or die, um, because that's a fallback Absolutely. tool for me because I love it so much. I'm like, wow, I wonder, you know, how you could use that to look at, you know, what you're holding on to, what's keeping you from mm-hmm. getting where you want to be, you know what I mean? And you could even, I mean, this is kind of a reverse way of doing that, but really think about those things that are holding you back, your belief patterns, your feelings about yourself, um, some of those could be like an awareness exercise, you know, and then say, you know, mm-hmm. what, what are, what's that doing to you? You know, and then wh- how would you like to change that, which, again, is like the risk exercise, and then kind of map it out on stretch, risk, or die. You know, those changes, you know, where's the risk in that for you? And try to give yourself support in, in moving yourself forward and, and just kind of releasing some of that. Um, so I guess I kind of threw a yeah. lot of tools in there together. <laughs> Yeah, but I like that. I like looking at stress or die with an eye focused on surrender and how can you baby step yourself to surrender? You know, if you're someone that's yep. really latched on to control and I have to control this situation, you know, like I've been reading this book about um, trusting. Um, well, I mean, the book about the book is about trusting our Heavenly Father more because that's my higher power. So if you think about yeah. like what is a way that you can trust your higher power more, um, 
you know, like she talks about how like, you know, oh, I trust him here and here and here. But this thing right here, you know, I got this. I got this because I know exactly how I want it to look and I know exactly how I want it to go. And so, you know, I'm just going to keep this one thing and, you know, make sure it turns out exactly how I want it to. But that's not really how it works. Right. Right. And so it's like it's those things that you could look at, those things that you're still holding on to, that you're still insisting that you know the right way and it has to happen that way. That particular situation, look at that. How could you baby step, you know, releasing and letting go some of that control? And I say control with quotation marks, right? Like, um, how could you baby step letting go some of that, you know, that control and that need to control around that particular situation? And trust a little bit more in yourself, trust a little bit more in your higher power, trust a little bit more that it doesn't have to look exactly the way you think it does. Right. Because when you give up that control, sometimes it gets better and better and better than you even ever imagined, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of I have a perfect example of that, of that because um, one of my limiting, limiting beliefs about being vulnerable was you know, that I always had to be strong because I didn't have anybody there to support me. And, um, you know, when I, as I mentioned before, was diagnosed with melanoma in 2015, you know, I had to be vulnerable. I had to ask for help. And because I was afraid that no one would be there for me, I really, I mean, I really didn't think I would have anybody because I always had to be mm-hmm. strong because I didn't have that those people. So it was, an interesting exercise in confronting that limiting belief and really surrendering like, you know, well, if nobody is there, you know, then I will, you know, I will survive because I already have that, you know, belief inside me that I can take care of myself. Do you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So, and I already knew that I could, but it was so amazing to actually have that limiting, limiting belief dispelled right like I I reached out I I sat and I surrendered and sat in my vulnerability and I reached out I asked for help and I did have people show up so to me that was a perfect example because I did have a really strong fear that I would you know not have anybody and Mm -hmm. you know as a side note to that it also surrendering also gave me the opportunity to see where my fear busters were and where my fear junkies were you know those fear junkies that you know, are not going to be there to support you, are not going to be, are going to be more drainers in your life. And then to see those people that would be there to support me and to really uplift me. Um, you know, that was my uh, a first example, a full, first step forward into that whole process for me to figure out, like, you know, who was going to be there and who did really care and who did reach out, you know. So, I mean, that was a nice, nice result of me being willing to surrender and be vulnerable and ask for help is mm-hmm. to have, you know, really understand more about who those people were in my life that would, would be there to support me because I, I didn't think I had anybody before. So it was a nice, a nice result of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I really, well, we it was have, an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
It's okay. Um, I was just going to say we have about a minute and a half left. So um, is there any last thing that either one of you would like to share about surrender with our listeners? Well, I think we've had some really good discussions, yeah. Sorry, Terry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say this was a really hard concept for me to um, incorporate into my practice, into my being, because it was such a hard thing that I was resistant to and um, struggled with. But once I learned to work with it and to use it and to incorporate it into my life and in my practice and to encourage my clients to use it, it's been a really amazing tool to support me mm-hmm. moving forward yeah. and being fearless. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree too. <laughs> we thank you so much, Trish, for being on the call with us tonight. Absolutely. You always share such amazing things with us, and so we appreciate it. And we know our listeners do as well. Remember, listeners, you. if you want to know more about Trish, oh, wait. You aren't on our website because you haven't sent me information yet. But if you would like to know more about Trish, just contact us and we will get you her information because she is an excellent coach. Um, But also, um, we are excited to move on to step number eight. We are going to be talking about possibilities. And I absolutely love possibilities because this month always seems to bring them. So, Yes. Let's see what comes forth for us all. And until next week, everyone, be fearless. Be Be fearless. fearless. Bye. Bye. Bye.